Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the Bridgewater Triangle. That's correct, the Bridgewater Triangle. Now, if we go to Wikipedia, we'll find out that the Bridgewater Triangle is an area of about 200 square miles. It's located in southeastern Massachusetts in the United States. Now, there's claims that this is the site of uh, paranormal phenomena that ranges from UFOs to poltergeists and also other spectral phenomena like Bigfoot, giant snakes, and thunderbirds. And the term was coined by uh, New England-based cryptologist Lauren Coleman. Now, the specific boundaries of the Bridgewater Triangle were first described by this individual, Lauren Coleman, who coined the term in the 1970s and later in his book, Mysterious America. And if we look at some of the uh, landmarks around this area, you got Freetown, Fall River State Forest, Profile Rock, Bridgewater State University, Taunton State Hospital, and Horbine School. And we'll look at some of those later. But some of the paranormal claims uh, involve unidentified flying objects, that's UFOs, often in the form of bright lights or large, unusual spacecraft. You've got unnatural animal sightings, ranging from reports of animals that uh, are not found within the area, such as panthers and bears, to more supernatural claims like giant snakes and enormous vicious dogs. You've also got sightings of paranormal humanoids, including sightings of Bigfoot, ghosts, poltergeists, and shadow people. Then you've got Thunderbird sightings. This is giant birds of the, the paradoctral type flying bird, uh, dinosaur bird creatures with wingspans up to 12 feet have also been claimed to be seen in, in uh, Hockamuck Swamp and the neighboring Taunton and Easton. And this even included a report, a report by uh, Norton Police Sergeant Thomas Downey. Now, there are reports of cult activity, like especially animal mutilations. And this is various incidents of animal mutilations have been reported, particularly in Freetown and Fall River, where local police were called to investigate mutilated animals believed to be the work of a cult. And you got to wonder if those aren't some of the, like, cattle mutilation type stuff we see, you know, in, in the Midwest and Western United States. Two specific incidents, it says, in 1998 were reported, one of which a single adult cow was found butchered in the woods, the other in which a group of cows were discovered in a clearing grotesquely mutilated as if part of a ritual sacrifice. A lot of times people do mistake these UFO cattle mutilations for, for uh, cultic sacrifices. Maybe they are some kind of cult. What do we know? And then it talks a little bit about Native American curses. And it says, according to one tale, Native Americans had cursed the swamp centuries ago because of a conflict with colonial settlers. And we'll get into that in a little bit, too. A revered object of the Wampanoag people, this is a belt known as Wampanoag belt, was lost during King Philip's War. And legend says that the area owes its paranormal unrest to the fact that this belt was lost from the Native people. Now, the... Pukawaji, it's a creature from the Algonquin folklore, and the local Wampanoag people consider them to be dangerous tricksters. They have been especially associated with the Freetown State Forest within the Bridgewater Triangle, and we'll talk about these creatures also. Now, it seems like the folks from Skinwalker Ranch, or at least the folks from beyond Skinwalker Ranch, are responsible for bringing uh, the Bridgewater Triangle back into focus this week, at least at least online. And this article from the express.cu.uk is titled UFOs Accidentally Spotted as Investigators Probe Ancient Native Curse. And it's written by Jacob Kelser, dated August 16, 2023. Subtitle says, Among enthusiasts, the Bridgewater Triangle, an area encompassing three Massachusetts towns, has become famous for UFO sightings. 
Then it says, recent reports have shed light on the presence of unidentified flying objects all within the eerie confines of a swampy area known for its ties to an ancient legendary creature. Situated around 50 miles south of Boston, Massachusetts, this enigmatic zone is referred to as the Bridgewater Triangle, spanning the towns of Abington, Rehoboth, and Freetown. Then it goes on, it says, Legend has it that the Bridgewater Triangle harbors an otherworldly being known as the Pukwudgie, a shape-shifting entity from the Native American folklore. In the latest sighting, History Channel researchers claim to have viewed something with ties to Native American lore. Investigative findings from Paul Beban and Andrew Bustamante, documented in their series Beyond Skinwalker Ranch, delve into the mysteries of the supernatural realm. In the latest sighting, History Channel researchers claim to have viewed something with ties to the Native American lore, it says. And then according to analytical chemist Matt Moniz, the Pukawaji emerges as a recurrent figure in Native American accounts. Moniz says that the Algonquin people have recounted numerous encounters with these small people possessing distinctive features, notably hairy bodies and pot bellies, over the course of more than a century. These entities allegedly lure individuals into the wilderness with luminous spheres and entrancing, and an entrancing call, follow me, follow my light, follow my voice. According to the Native American lore, the Pukwudgie are also soul stealers and adept shapeshifters with an affinity for assuming the form of coyotes. This almost sounds like the shapeshifters we hear about out west, the skinwalkers. The, the Beyond Skinwalker Ranch team therefore decided to conduct their own exploration within the Bridgewater Triangle. Venturing into the swamp with infrared equipped drones, the team embarked on a mission to locate at Pudgewaji. However, their quest took an unforeseen, an unforeseen turn when they found UFOs. They saw luminous orbs, unconventional flight patterns, a spectacle that stunned the team. These unidentified anomalies exhibiting remarkable luminosity and motion defying conventional aircraft characteristics. The findings fuel questions about UFO activities in the area and the enigmatic presence of the Pugwaji. Other UFO sightings have also been spotted by the same team investigating the Bridgewater Triangle. The team of scientists and UFO enthusiasts for the History Channel's The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch and the sister show to, to Beyond Skinwalker Ranch previously launched rockets into the sky at Skinwalker Ranch located in Utah. Astonishingly, the rockets appeared to encounter an invisible barrier mid-flight, altering their trajectories. And then it talks about the YouTube clip, and you can watch that. This, this whole thing interests me because of uh, the intersection of the paranormal with UFOs. And we see this happening uh, over and over again, where these things aren't just mechanical devices. They somehow they they constantly intersect with things like ghosts, Bigfoot, these Pukwudgie, little people, all these paranormal activities that seem to be accompanied by uh, UFO sightings. Now, a lot of people uh, have some negative things about the Skinwalker Ranch crew. I view it more as entertainment than as scientific research. But as entertainment, it's entertaining and I find it uh, interesting that they've brought so much attention to this Bridgewater area. Now I want to delve into a little bit more about this Pugwocky creature because we've talked a lot about uh, different Native American crypt cryptids and uh, poltergeist type creatures in the program. So I want to look, take a look at this next article a little bit on the history of that particular thing. Now the Pukwudgie, the name uh, literally translates to person of the wilderness. And they were said to be small creatures that ranged from knee height to about three foot tall. 
that had human-like figures, yet their noses and their ears and fingers were really too big for their size. Now, the skin was described as gray and smooth, and they have often been compared to trolls and goblins. Now, I really like the idea here that the skin is gray. It reminds me a little bit of these uh, small gray aliens we hear about, but these things are more of a slightly humanoid uh, look to them because of the fact that they have eyes, ears, and nose with these you know, elongated uh, features with their fingers and their nose, and they're just misshapen, and they really do look like trolls. And of course, these Pequagi, these come from the Native American tradition. Now, let's look at this next article. What we'll kind of expounds on that a little bit and where the idea of these things really goes back to. So I think this next article will give us a little bit of insight into this Bridgewater Triangle from the Native American perspective. It comes to us from atlasobscura.com. The title says, How Massachusetts Came to Have Its Own Bermuda Triangle. And the subtitle says, A Story Behind Some Very Mysterious Rocks, written by Jake Robertson, June 13, 2016. Goes on, it says, the spot isn't easy to find. Only by crab walking across stones and ducking under the rock that forms the ceiling of King Philip's cave can you rest in the spot where Metacomet, chief of the Massachusetts Wampanoag, likely spent one of his final nights. The leader was slaughtered by one of his own men and beheaded by the English settlers in the 1678 in a war that pitted the Algonquin nations against the white settlers. In such a lovely spot, you almost forget you're in a quiet neighborhood full of upper-middle-class houses in the quiet Boston suburb of Norton, Massachusetts. But there's an undeniable chill in the air. The rock formation is one of many such sites in a 200-square-mile area of southeastern Massachusetts that locals and paranormal enthusiasts call the Bridgewater Triangle. That's right, a mystical swamp zone within commuting distance of Boston. For centuries, locals have reported strange activity in and around the swamp. From Bigfoot sightings to ghosts, strange orbs that weave through the trees, UFOs, unmarked black helicopters, satanic rituals, and cattle mutilation. Well, they pretty much cover everything, I think. In 1980, Boston Magazine reported that Police Sergeant Thomas Downey spotted a six-foot-tall winged creature while driving late at night on a country road. Some paranormal aficionados asserted that this was the mythical Thunderbird, prominent in local indigenous mythology, and around the same time, famed cryptologist and folklorist Lauren Coleman brought wider attention to the area and his spooky reputation in his best-selling book, Mysterious America. In it, he traced an area from Abington to Rehoboth and Freetown, encompassing the swamp and the surrounding towns, delineating the invisible border of the triangle for the first time. The Hockamuck Swamp, an enormous swath of marshland that compromises the single largest freshwater basin in all of Massachusetts, was the final holdout for Metacomet and his warriors in the days leading up to their annihilation by the English. By the end of King Philip's War, nearly 3,000 Wampanoag men, women, and children were killed or sold onto slave ships bound for the West Indies. The landscape is dotted with stone monuments to their lives forever. Their ghosts have morphed over the centuries into foreboding fairy tales of fantastic creatures and fanged entities that tell us more about the ancestral guilt and paranoia of the conquerors than the natives themselves. Wow, sounds like a lot of trauma in this area. A profile rock in Freetown, a natural granite formation resembling a human face, watches over the woods. Locals claim the natives believe the face to be an image of Chief Massanoa, Philip's father 
who was friendly to the newly arrived English, today crude graffiti mars the walls of the sacred cliff face. And then it has a picture of this inscription here. He goes on, it says, A few miles away in the hamlet of West Bridgewater, at the base of the wooden bridge, is hidden the solid stone. Lost for nearly a century beneath moss and overgrowth, the stone bears a 150-year-old inscription thought to be carved by Reverend Timothy Otis Payne of the New Church of Jerusalem, a Christian sect founded on the principles of occultist Emanuel Swedenborg, whose philosophies purportedly influenced Freemasonry. In his doctrine of correspondence, Swedenborg asserted that the physical world was a result of spiritual causes and the laws of nature were reflections of spiritual laws. The mysterious inscription reads, All ye who in future days walk by Nukatsetit stream, love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed in this quiet solitude. Wow, that's strange. Very strange. They describe this as a Christian sect on the principles of an occultist. Now, that doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense to me. And perhaps the most interesting spot in this area is the Dington Rock. People of unknown origin carved figures of people, animals, and symbols into the flat side of this trapezoidal boulder, roughly the size of a Volkswagen. The origin and meaning of the markings has been the subject of debate for centuries, with theorists contributing, attributing the petrographs to people as various as ancient Native Americans, Phoenicians, Norse, colonial Portuguese, and even medieval Chinese sailors. In the 1950s, the stone was removed from the river by crane and deposited on the shore where a museum was built up around it. Today, a small but knowledgeable fellowship of local citizens runs the museum and even organizes lectures exploring the history of the area and the theories surrounding the stone and its markings. We don't normally associate uh, ancient Native Americans with, with writing, although they do have petroglyphs and, and that sort of thing, you know, we've seen all over the Southwest, but this sounds like it's almost like, it's almost like a uh, script that the Norse used or something weird. The museum is open for a self-guided, the museum is open for self-guided tours by appointment only. On this particular day, I had not called for an appointment. Crestfallen, I was ready to quit the woods when I encountered two women, one strolling, one rolling heartily in her electric wheelchair along the wooded road, who told me they were friends of the Dighton Rock Museum and they happened to have a key. They were kind enough to help me set up an appointment with the Park Service. The woman in the wheelchair didn't buy the single origin humdrum. Personally, I think it's from a multiplicity of cultures. I agree to meet them the next morning. The next day, I was allowed to spend an hour with the stone. Indeed, the markings were seen to signal a mismatch of cultures with geometric shapes and humanoid figures that recall Paleolithic paintings from Australia and Central Africa, as well as formerly striking representations of deer and a seal. These primordial images commingle with etchings that appear almost modern with a Roman letter R and F clearly defined at the center of the stone, which may very well be colonial graffiti, but which has inspired theories that the markings are proof that lost Portuguese explorers or even Vikings made it to the New World. That's wild. So it's like you've got these these typical etchings of deer and seal, you know, animal petroglyph type stuff that you would expect from um, ancient Native Americans, but then you also have what appear to be letters carved into, the, into this thing. 
One theory from the 1700s states that ancient Phoenicians, after making it to New England shores, engraved the stones with images from their cosmogony with the past, present, and future represented simultaneously in symbol-strewn vignettes that bleed into one another on the tide-facing side of the stone. If you look closely, you can find the most recent carvings, a signature made in the 1920s by a guy named Jesse, and that's awesome. The friends of the Dighton Rock Museum, although careful to preserve an air of suspended judgment, cannot help but offer their own theories. The human figure on the left, they say, is a symbol of a femininity and fertility, the symbol resembling an X with an upside-down V above it, they say, signifies separation. Yeah, this thing's just got marks all over it. As far as I know, no theory is definitive, says Ramona Peters, Director of Historic Preservation of the Massachusetts Wampanoag Tribe. There is one theory saying the Chinese left the artifact. They would use the language of the people they were hanging out with before, which accounts for the European letters on the stone. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Another favorite theory heard around the picnics and public lectures of the Dighton Rock Museum posits that the stone is the last record of a doomed Portuguese expedition to the area, which ended with a violent confrontation with the region's indigenous people. The carving, they say, was a historic record left by survivors of that doomed expedition. The symbols do not speak to us as much, offers Peters, and by we, I mean our tribe and our other native people. We do have petroglyphs in our culture, but the symbols here are not familiar. That's interesting. Figure representation in Wampanoag art, like the human forms depicted on the stone, were especially uncommon. The people, she says, do not put themselves above other things. Yeah, that's interesting. You don't you don't see that in the, the ancient Native American art where they're they're uh, making illustrations of themselves. Now, maybe like in the more recent historic uh, stuff, you'll see drawings and illustrations of battles and stuff where they'll draw different people. But even then, it doesn't seem like they uh, depict uh, different individuals in a way that they're really recognizable. It's almost like it's almost like the they're just they're just uh, made to be anonymous. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I, I think that's what she's trying to say, and that's how I see it. Anyway, this is part of that part of that triangle. Now, there's other weird stuff going on here in this triangle, and we'll take a look at this next article. And so, I want to finish up here by looking at some of the different uh, towns and sites that make up this Bridgewater Triangle, because I think it's good to get an overview of this whole area with so much stuff going on out there. And this uh, article comes to us from roadtrippers.com. It says the Bridgewater Triangle, Massachusetts Paranormal Vortex, and the subtitle is one of the most active paranormal hotspots in the East Coast. It begins by saying just 30 miles south of Boston lies the mysterious Bridgewater Triangle, a 200 square mile vortex of unexplained paranormal activity. The Bridgewater Triangle is allegedly home to UFO sightings, animal mutilations, ghost orbs, Bigfoot sightings, poltergeists, and other cryptozoological oddities. Renowned cryptologist Lauren Coleman was the first person to call the area Bridgewater Triangle in the 1970s. The town that makes up the points of the triangle include Rehoboth, Abington, and Freetown, with Bridgewater in the center. Other towns include, included in the vortex are Rainham, Brockton, Norton, and Taunton. As a paranormal researcher, Coleman has been intrigued by the paranormal accounts in the area and has traced paranormal activity back to the 1760s. 
It was chronicled that on the morning of May 10th, 1760, witnesses reported seeing what they described as an inexplicable sphere of light in the Bridgewater and Roxbury areas that was even brighter than the sun. Now, that doesn't sound like the planet Venus to me. And we, we know they certainly didn't have drones back then. In the towns of Freetown and Fall River, there have been several cases of reported animal mutilations. When the local police investigate, their findings indicated that mutilations were the work of a local cult. You know, here you go, man, more propaganda. Their mutilations were the work of a local cult. Was there ever a single person uh, charged with a crime with that? That's what I would like to know. After a cow was found carved up in the woods, a group of young calves were discovered in a glade so gruesomely mutilated that it appeared to, that it appeared to be a ritual sacrifice. Well, they call it a ritual sacrifice, and they imply that it's a satanic cult. Now, I'm not trying to defend satanic cults, but let's be honest: was anybody ever was it was anybody ever charged? Just off Route 24, the mutilations and alleged animal sacrifice were discovered in the Freetown Fall River State Forest. It's long been believed to be the site of rituals, not just animal sacrifices, but human murders that were committed by satanic cults. This forest is also the site of many suicides, which adds to its eerie atmosphere. You know, I've got to say, if you've got that big of a problem with satanic cults, then you need to have some sort of task force to deal with this, because uh, this is not a good situation. It says, next up in the Ridgewater Triangle road trip is Profile Rock, located in the Freetown Fall River State Forest. This site has spiritual significance to the Wampanoag people and historic significance in that it's allegedly where Anawan, a Wampanoag figure, received a lost wampum belt. Some visitors to Profile Rock have claimed to see a ghostly figure of a man sitting on the rock. According to local legend, Native American tribes people had warrior ghost dancers perform ceremonial dances on the rock. Wow. Yeah, that's... It does look like a profile of a person, I have to say. It's really, you know, one of these things is, you know, my goodness, if you wanted to carve a side of a Native American into a rock, it looks like, that's what it looks like happened here, and it's just a natural formation, apparently. Now, this is a Dignton Rock State Park, and we talked a little bit about that in that last article where this rock, they apparently uh, dredged this thing up out of the creek in the 1950s and built a museum for it. Another mysterious geological feature at Bridgewater Triangle is the Dington Rock. The rock is just across from Hockamock Swamp's Grassy Island Burial Grounds, and it has some pretty inexplicable etchings inscribed on the rock. Some people have alleged that the inscriptions come from Vikings or Native Americans, and some theories speculate that they come from the ancient Phoenicians. And it says the Hockamock Swamp Canoe Company. Next up, the ultra-creepy Hockamock Swamp, a 5,000-acre swamp. Man, that's enormous. Smack dab in the western part of the Bridgewater Triangle, this is the largest swamp in all of New England, home to a mysterious 8,000-year-old Native American burial ground. When discovered by archaeologists, their bodies disappeared upon excavation. Oh, man, that's troubling. I wonder if they went to the Smithsonian. You know, I mean, I don't know. Digging up graves and then robbing the bodies, that's, that's not cool. The Wampanoag people call the swamp the place where spirits dwell, and after visiting, you might believe that yourself. There have been several Bigfoot sightings in the swamp and several accounts of a large half-man, half-ape, hairy creature prowling the area. There have also been reported sightings of a cryptozoological being called the Thunderbird, which is best described as a massive 
petrodactyl-like bird with a large wingspan between 8 and 10 feet long. Yeah, we've talked about these things ranging from thunderbirds to these almost these you know dinosaur-like creatures. Also nearby is the Anawan Rock, where Chief Anawan allegedly surrendered to the colony, to the colonists, thereby bringing an end to King Philip's War. According to local folklore, some people have reported seeing ghost dancing by angry warrior spirits of Chief Anawan. If you visit Hockamock Swamp, be prepared that cell service is spotty. GPS is glitchy and it's very, very dense, so it's easy to get lost. In fact, the colonists called it Devil Swamp. Well, 5,000 acres of swamp, that's a lot of swamp, especially in this, you know, in a heavily populated industrialized area like this. And this is Taunton State Hospital. It's like an old mental hospital. Boy, this thing looks spooky. If you venture Taunton, Massachusetts, be able to have be prepared to have some paranormal activities. Allegedly, parts of the hospital were used by satanic calls during the 60s and 70s. There were reports of specters who touched visitors in orb sightings. Man, you got a lot of satanic stuff overlying this. And it tells you people must have really been frightened by what happened here. A few key dates to keep in mind with the Bridgewater Triangle. 1760 was a date for the very first documented UFO report in the entire world. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there have been, there was there was one there, was it in Massachusetts where the fellow was crossing the river and saw one? I, I, I do believe that's incorrect. It was sighted directly over Bridgewater Triangle. Then in 1908, local, local papers reported another UFO sighting. So no, definitely 1760 was not the first documented UFO report. That's, that's not correct. Then in 1968, several witnesses allegedly saw a large orb floating in the trees in the woods of Rehoboth. Then in the 1970s, UFO sightings were frequently reported in area newspapers. In fact, in 1976, two UFOs were seen by witnesses to land along Route 44 in Taunton. A Bridgewater policeman also reported seeing a UFO in 1994 in the town of Raynham. You know, I do like um, the law enforcement reports because, you know, the court says you have to give credence to the testimony. These guys are considered a reliable witness, right? As I understand it, there are many reasons for the presence of paranormal activity in the area, with many locals claiming the cause to be Native American curses. After the colonists settled the area in the, se in the 17th and 18th centuries, the Native American people were treated poorly, and the wampum belt of the Wampanoagan Wampanoag people was lost during subsequent battles. This lost belt has allegedly caused significant paranormal unrest amongst the ghost warriors that haunt the Bridgewater Triangle to this day. As you travel down Route 44 in Rehoboth and Seekon, keep your eyes peeled for the phantom figure of a red-headed, heavily bearded hitchhiker. In addition to Route 138, there also appears to be a ghostly apparition that haunts the road near Hockamuck Swamp. Copycat Road in Freetown is allegedly haunted by a ghostly truck driver. Wow, all kinds of paranormal stuff going on in this in this uh, Bridgewater Triangle area. Overall, just a fascinating story, a fascinating region. And, and whether we're talking about things that happened back in what 16, 17, in the 1660s and 70s with the Native American and, and Settlers Wars, or you know throughout the 50s, 60s, and 70s with the with the reported uh, cult activity, uh, cattle mutilations, UFO sightings or even with this most recent stuff with uh, the Friends of Skinwalker Ranch series. Uh, just a hotbed of activity. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.